Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the podcast that answers your questions about work, money, and family. I'm Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Today, I am thrilled to have as a guest Michelle Semper. And let me tell you, Michelle and I go back, I won't even tell you how many years. Our parents were actually friends. But the reason I've asked Michelle to join us is because I've known her for so many years and I've watched her journey. Michelle is one of the most successful businesswomen I know. She began her career well over 23 years ago when her children were very young. Actually, when Michelle and I first graduated from college, Michelle was a special ed teacher. And from that, where she went is unbelievable. But what she's really going to share today is in life, so many of us each each week or each Wednesday when we get together, we talk. And many times it's about journeys that we encountered that we didn't expect and how we handled those challenges. Michelle, can you share with us, welcome by the way today. Thank you. Can you share with us some of the challenges and advantages you have experienced being a business owner? And maybe if you would take our listeners through your very beginning when you were young and energetic and to today, where we are today, and some of the growth and, and challenges that you, and also advantages that you experienced. Well, when I first started, the purpose of me beginning was I wanted to have more flexibility and freedom for my children who were only six months and two and a half years that being a teacher did not provide. There, were, there was no flexibility in teaching. So my family and my children were very much my reason for working this new business that I wanted to develop. And I had, um, but that also created an opportunity for emotional conflict because building a business requires time and energy away from your family. And for me, and in the growing up in the childhood that we have that you know well, our parents, <laughs> our mothers were home all the time um, catering to us. <laughs> and, um, and the challenge was overcoming that mindset that being present 24-7 and having great dinners on the table every night was the standard of being a good wife and mother. And I learned um, with the help of mentors who have gone before me, whose children were now adults, and they had grown up in the business as well, and they were all well-adjusted. And, and I learned also through these experiences that more is caught than is taught. And they saw me set goals. They saw me track goals. They saw me reach goals. They saw me miss goals. They saw me fail and succeed. And they heard how I taught. They listened to me on the phone when I was teaching or coaching or encouraging other new consultants or anybody who needed that extra help. And they also saw me get rejected and ridiculed, and they've seen me be honored and thanked. And I, I see that now that they are 24 and 26. Wow. Um, yes. Um, that's what I say about your kids, too, though, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see that they've developed um, – Goal-setting skills, they break it down into steps. I never sat them down and said, this is how you set a goal. This is how you break them down. I, I wasn't that um, 
I wasn't I was too oblivious to actually consciously teach them that. They learned, they caught it. And and um they are disciplined. They have great interpersonal skills, you know. I I just believe that Mary, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to, you could cut this out, right, Susan? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just believe that them having the opportunity to watch my journey has helped make them wise for their years. And and I do think um, another uh, thing that's very important is you have to develop the skill to prioritize and, and assign importance to all the activities and all the distractions that you can get. So you have to know what is important to you. So, for example, what was very important to me was spending time with my family. And that conflict, even though I learned how to overcome it and have a different mindset, that was still a pervading value. And so I didn't choose to head committees at school. I I would be the go-to volunteer for the book fair where it would be hands-on or be the class mom's assistant or chaperone a, tr- a trip or something. So I knew how to pick and choose and, and say no. And, and also, I had to be okay with not getting to every game and every practice, but there was always a parent or a grandparent there. And, um, you know, one of the things, one of the hugest advantages when you ask about the advantages was the freedom and the flexibility to design my day around my kids as they were going. Well, you know, though, Michelle, I I do find some humor in the fact that um, for the person who probably wore, I know that you got involved in like the Mary Kay type of thing. I find that so hysterical in that probably the person that wears the least makeup um, that I knew growing up um, chose that. And so that that had to be a real passion, um, which is sort of fun. And it also tells me that we what we think doesn't always happen, that, you know, right. there's, there's journeys everywhere. Yes. You know, it's so funny. I was not the person anybody came to for fashion advice or makeup <laughs> advice. I, I didn't know a thing about it. And then, um, but what happened was there was a friend who was, doing this and seemed so excited, I just decided I would give it a try. And my husband was such an encourager for me to give it a try. He had more confidence in me than I did because he knew about the core of the company and he believed in it. And it's um, what happened was um, people would say to me, you're doing Mary Kay? And even to this day, it's like people who knew me back when who don't know me now, they're like, you're driving a pink Cadillac. <laughs> so, so you're right, because I was praying to God, like, what is the answer? What is the answer? So be, you know, be prepared for big surprises. But um, you did uh, orthodox well, you, know, you, re- you really did it. And, and in many ways, you know, if anyone even Googled you, they'd see how successful you've been. But can you share some of the challenges? So, so your success is soaring. Life seems so great. The kids seem to be launching. Can you share with the readers um, maybe one of the, the huge challenges that I know you went through, but maybe you could yeah. share with them? Because I think so many of us are go- either going through it or will go through it, and I think yeah. it would help our, our listeners. Yeah. Well, um, about a year or so before my husband was going to retire, he was diagnosed with stage 4 stomach cancer. And so um, we 
that everything shifts. I I didn't even think about my business, but I had been building it for a while, so there's a life of its own, and I had great supporters, but um, everything shifted, and all of a sudden, you're real clear. If you weren't clear before on what is really important and some of the things that were consuming you as far as worries go is not important. And so as we raced through the testing and getting the first opinion and second opinion, and we ended up at Sloan, um, the first several months he was doing so well, you could see the improvement, and he was gaining back weight. There was a period of about three months when he was doing so well, I was sure he was going to kick it. And we had a chance to kind of have our post-retirement life without kids experience for a short time where we had an anniversary we went to see play we went to see plays in new york we had dinner out because he was feeling well we saw friends that we hadn't gotten a chance to see because he was always working so hard and um and um as a father's day we had this great family outing um he wanted to go see the nascar championship and then right after that and there's stories I could tell you that would make this podcast way too long, but right after that, um, he had a sudden decline. And what had happened is even though the treatment he had been getting had shrunk the tumor and all that, because he was caught in stage four, that means there could be stray cells somewhere that got through to through his brain blood barrier and basically into the spinal fluid, which caused a very, very rapid, dramatic decline. And um, so he went from helping my daughter, you know, um, move into her her apartment in New York City and put up the curtains and all that to a month later, he was um, bedridden and he really had no m- mobility and lost the ability to speak. Oh, so um, I was there 24-7. I was sleeping. Um, if I if if he was comfortable enough, I was sleeping in his hospital bed with him. It was in our living room, though. We, he was home in hospice, oh. and um, our back door was open. His siblings, fabulous fabulous family, um, were in and out as they pleased, you know. So we had a lot of love and support around it around him. But um, there was every day an obvious decline. My my son and my daughter at that point were working from home. And um, so um, when he did pass away and we had the wake and the funeral, you think it's over, but it's only beginning then. And so what happens is um, you have to – there is a tidal wave after tidal wave of tidal wave after emotion that you have to go through. And it's all normal, and it's all painful, and um, it does pass in, in time. And my suggestion for anybody who's going through this or knows somebody who's going through this, what helped me a lot was getting um, education on the grieving process because when I learned certain things were so normal, it relieved the pressure. I didn't worry about myself. Like, for example, 
people would say to me, be kind to yourself, be kind to yourself. And I'm thinking, what do they mean, be kind to yourself? Like, nice, Michelle. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's like, what? And as time went on and I got some more understanding, it's go easy on yourself. Don't have the same expectations of your day-to-day performance and what you get done. You're going to sleep a lot because of the trauma you've been through. You're going to you know, you're going to be consumed with um, working through all the emotions. You know, you have to come to the reality. You have to come to accept the reality that your plan for his retirement isn't going to happen and, you know, that you, know, that you, you rearrange everything. Your whole I, life is I rearranged. Actually, I actually think when you're worried, you say acceptance. It, it's not that it's not painful. And it's not that it's not going to be difficult. It's just we have to begin to accept it. And I, I can't tell you, um, just I've, I've watched your business now continue to grow through this. And you have been an inspiration to so many, many women that are going through this. Um, Michelle, I could have you go on for hours because I yeah. think that all <laughs> of us could learn so much from what you've shared today. And um, who knows, maybe someone will reach out that needs to talk to you about their journey because I, I think that there are so many women just like you that um, can share, can reach down or reach to the side and help other women. Um, I just want to thank all of you and especially Michelle because, you know, Michelle, it's not easy to share from the heart and, and that's exactly what you've done today. And I, I don't know about other listeners, but I have been so moved. Um, thank you for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth Wednesday. And make sure you... Follow us on SoundCloud, Podbeam, womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday at 8 a.m. We'll be back in two weeks. See you then.